And so we repent of our sin and say, Daddy, can we? He said, what are you talking about, can you? You've never left. You're still here with me, and I'm holding on to you. I am the reason that you can't stay over there. Hallelujah. You may have left me, but I have never left you. Well, hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. I'm so thankful that you join us every week for this broadcast, and I pray that it has been a rich blessing to you. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled Uncovering Our Identity in Christ. This is part number eight of that series, and it is subtitled, Can You See Me Now? My friends, the Lord Jesus has called us to move with great power and authority, and seeing him holds the reality of great power and authority in your life. So check out today's message. I know it's going to bless you. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message, download it, as well as the entire series. So check it out today. All right, without any further ado, let's ask the question, can you see me now, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio? All right. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the last, I don't know, a couple of months now, maybe, uh, entitled Uncovering Our Identity in Christ. The Lord has called us to uncover our identity in Christ. And you as, a, as an end-time believer, as an end-time believer in Christ, need to know who you are need to know who you are. I was in a, another meeting yesterday, a powerful meeting at Unity of the Cross Ministries there in uh, Carrollton. We just had a dynamic time, just had a dynamic time. And, and the Lord gave me confirmation of the word today right in that meeting. And I was so very excited. I love confirmation. Let me tell you, I love confirmation. So again, I know that this is an end time message for all of you that are here presently with me and all of you that will be listening and watching later. Please make sure you stop what you're doing and hear this word because I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, well, let's go into part number eight. And today we'll be speaking from the subtitle of Can You See Me Now? Can You See Me Now? Let's go to uh, 1 John, 1 John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. 1 John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. Uh, let's read this out of the King James Version. Are you ready? And it goes like this. Beloved, what manner, uh, let, me, let me start again. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it, doth, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. 
He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Now let's also read 1 John, the fifth chapter. We're going to go back to the last uh, chapter in 1 John. 1 John, the fifth chapter, verses 18 through 21. I want you to get a good understanding. It says this, we know that whoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God, an eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. This is a very powerful, these are very powerful groups of scriptures, and we're going to really go down into them. We may not be able to get into it all of it uh, today, but I believe we will be concluding this series on next week, so you don't want to miss that. We'll be concluding this in part number nine. So we're going to go pretty much line by line, line and we're going to make sure that you understand this, that you really get the word of God in you. Now, let me start by saying this. Anytime we study the word of God, we don't study the word of God just to know it. We study the word of God to manifest what we have seen. Are you understanding? When you study the word of God on healing, you ought to see some healing manifest. When you study the word on finances, you ought to see some prosperity manifest. Remember, the word of God is a seed and it's planted into the soil of our hearts. And no farmer, at least that I have known, has ever gone out into his field and planted seed and didn't expect something to come up. Why go through all that trouble to break up the fallow, to break up the fallow ground and to water it and all that and not expect to get some maters out the thing or some apples or some cucumbers or, or something out of the ground? Are you hearing me? You expect to get something, right? By the same token, when you labor in the word of God and you plant the word of God in your heart as a seed, you should expect to get some fruit. And that fruit is not only for you, but that fruit is for those who you encounter. We should, all of us should be able to feed others from the garden of our heart. I hear that Holy Spirit. All of us should be able to feed others, feed the world from the garden of our heart. And that garden is there, it produces fruit, it produces some vegetables, it produces good things to eat, not only for you, but for those that are around you. We all ought to be producing love, joy, and peace, and, and gentleness, and goodness, and meekness, temperance, and faith, uh, long-suffering. We all ought to be producing the fruit of the Spirit out of our lives, amen? 
And we should be producing the fruit of the word and impact of the word, word from our lives. What a terrible testimony uh, that someone can have. You say you go to church every single week. You go day in and day out, but you never have fruit. You've never manifested a word. Never manifested a word. What a terrible testimony is that? So we're going to avoid all of that, amen? We're going to avoid not manifesting, but when you hear the word of God preached, when you hear the word of God, even in your own personal Bible time, in your own personal study time and reading time, when you hear the word of God, you are reading, you are listening so that you may develop and produce what you have heard. Let me say that again. You are reading and you are listening or even watching so that you may develop what you have heard. Remember, you are fed to feed. You are comforted to bring comfort to others. Are you hearing me? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now let's go back to verse number one as we get into this message entitled, Can You See Me Now? And you'll understand that better by and by. Verse number one says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Now let me say this also from the very beginning. This is a message of great hope. Of great hope. Remember, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing me? Who walk not, who walk after the spirit, but, but not after the flesh. There is no condemnation uh, to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. So when you as a born again believer see the word sin, that should not bring up thoughts of condemnation in your life. Hallelujah. That should not bring up uh, words of uh, feelings of worry and shame and guilt. That should not bring that up because sin has been dealt with in the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. We have just read a moment ago that Jesus was manifested, and we'll see this. He was manifested to take away our sins. That has been dealt with. But this word comes as a warning. It, it, comes, it comes to us to assure us, and it comes to us, uh, to remind us where we are. We're not in heaven as of yet. You're still living in your body. You're still in the flesh. And the spirit is, is willing. But your flesh is, but your flesh is weak. It has a certain weakness to it. But I'm telling you today, and you'll see this, as you see Jesus, as you see Jesus manifested in your life, as you see Jesus in his word, as you see Christ, Christ begins to change you from the inside out, and you will then find yourself living like Jesus in this world. Hallelujah. You begin to see that you will lose the taste of the sinful things of this world. Hallelujah. But the Lord reminds us and he sends us these warnings to be, to, to, uh, uh, to be uh, vigilant, to be sober. Because your adversary, the devil, he's walking about here just like uh, a roaring lion seeing, seeing who he, whom he may devour. But you've got to watch out for that stuff. Now you have power over him. Hallelujah. Jesus gave you power over all the power, power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But that does not mean that your enemy can't tempt you. Are you hearing? So understanding this word, understanding what we're talking about today and understanding who you are in Christ will empower you 
to live like Jesus in this fallen world. Hallelujah. And that's our goal, to live like Jesus in this fallen world. Hallelujah. I want to live like Jesus in this fallen world. Hallelujah. I want to look like Jesus. You want to live like Jesus. We want to act like him. We want to talk like him. I want to smell like him. I want to sweat like him. Hallelujah. I love Jesus, I'm telling you. And it's a waste of time for you to try to be like some other human being. It's a waste of time. Why would, a, why would another pastor try to be like this other pastor that got two or 3,000 people? Why waste your time with that? Why waste your time trying to be like a copy? When Christ is there, the original, I want to be like him. Hallelujah. And as we dive into the word of God, and as we study his word, hear his word, as we, as we uh, grow in understanding, we begin to see him and we begin to come, become like him. That's our goal, to become like Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's get back in the text here. And so the Bible says, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Now notice right away that he has he calls, he calls you his son, not because of your works, not because you've earned it, but because he loves you. Now, the word sons here uh, means his offspring or his children. You look at some other translations and you'll see what that word, instead of sons of God, you see children of God, his offspring. Offspring, is, offspring means that something someone has begotten, something that someone has produced, God has produced you. Hallelujah. He has begotten you. Hallelujah. Through the spirit, we are born of God. We are born into the family. And the father calls you his son now, his children now, his offspring now. Hallelujah. And if you know somebody, I'm telling you, I've seen some children, um, uh, I, you know, husband and wife is there, mommy and daddy, and I see one of the children, and I look at the dad, and I look at the mama, and uh, the child looks exactly, exactly like the mama, and I look at the dad and say, what, did you have anything to do with this at all? <laughs> you look exactly like you, or he look exactly, you know, they're the offspring, hallelujah. God called you his offspring out of love. Not out of your work, not out of your labor. Now, since that is the truth, anytime that you cease to act godly, anytime that you cease to act good, that does not change God's view of you. But he, because he didn't call you his child based on your goodness. He called you his child based on his love for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that means even if I trip up in sin, or should I say when, even when we trip up, we, we mess up, we fall, he still says, you're my child and I love you. You're my offspring. You look like me and I cannot deny you. Hallelujah. So he first starts off by saying we are the children of God. We are his children of God based on his love. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us. Look, behold, look in amazement. Wow. Behold what manner of love the Father bestows upon us that we should be called the sons of God or the children of God or the offspring of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not 
because it knew him not. Now the word, the word uh, knoweth there means to, uh, to perceive, to understand, to have knowledge of. The world does not know you. God says, you're my offspring, you're my child. And we would think, well, if, you know, they should be able to see me looking like Jesus. They should be able to see me glowing everywhere I go. They should know I'm a Christian. They should know I'm a Christian. They didn't know Jesus was the son of God. Remember, the Lord Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Remember, Jesus had the discussion with the disciples, those who ate with him and, and, you know, and they saw his miracles, signs and wonders, and they still didn't know who he was. Jesus asked him, who do men say that I am? Now, who do you say that I am? And one out of 12, just one out of 12 had the revelation, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Only one out of 12 saw that and knew that. And he knew that because the father revealed it to him. Now, the world didn't know Jesus. Don't expect that they would know you. Are you hearing? But, they, but how did they know? How did they get some at least inkling or, or grasp of who he was? How did they know it? Some, they began to understand. They began to understand, not, not the world, but the body. They began to understand because of what he said and because of what he did. Because of what he said and because of what he did. They began to believe based on what he said. And others began to believe based on what he did. Are you hearing? By the same way, those that are following Jesus, not those that are of the world, the Bible says plainly, they don't know. But those that are of Christ will know you are of Christ based on what you say and based on what you do. And by the same token, too, that doing, doing and saying all is wrapped up really in love. And the world will know that we are of Christ and with Christ by our love one for another. Are you hearing me? So the Bible says plainly, they didn't know Jesus. They're not going to know you, at least not at first. If they had known, Jesus said, if, they, if you had known the Father or have loved the Father, you would love me. But you don't know me because you didn't know him. And that's the issue. That's the problem. But let's look on, so I wanted to, we need to dispel some of those, uh, some of those um, sayings, some of those myths, you know. Uh, they're, they're not going to, the word know also means to understand. We can take that in that context as well. They may not understand what you do or why you act the way you act because they showed and understand Jesus and why he did what he did. But that does not diminish who you are. Just because they don't understand you. Just because, and understand, they may not understand you because they didn't understand him. Are you hearing? Amen. All right. Let's look, go on a little bit further. Let's look now at uh, verse number two, which we really get our, our topic today. And it says here, be loved. Now, say now. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we children of God. And I appreciate the Lord for saying that because we would think that, well, maybe one day I'll be so-and-so, you know, one day when I get to heaven, I'll be a child of God or, or possibly when I stop sinning, then God will receive me as his child. But God says, now, right this moment, you are a child of God. You are an offspring of God right this very moment. And let's... Let's believe that. Are you hearing me? 
I want you to say that with conviction. Say, I am a child of God. Come on, let's say that again. I am a child of God. I came from God. I was produced by God. Are you hearing me? We can even say, uh, God fathered me. Are you hearing? I am his child at this very moment. And so he makes that distinction. He said, Be, beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now look at that first word, beloved. So here again, love is coming before the sonship. Remember before Jesus uh, started in his public ministry, uh, as he was there at the River Jordan being baptized of John, he heard the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Even before he did the first miracle whatsoever. So God's love for you is not based on what you do. God's love, he loves you, he accepts you because he loves you. Are you hearing me? Say with me, I am loved. Now that's a statement that is so true I think it would take you an eternity to really understand the depths of that, of how much you are really loved. You're not just some speck. I've heard people say, oh, that God, I don't know why he loves such a, a speck of dirt like me on this planet. I don't know why. He, what you mean? You are his child. You are his child. And God helped the parent that calls their children some sort of speck. Or if children thinks of their parents, oh, mom and dad, I don't know why you love me. I'm just, a, I'm just a dog. I'm just a speck. I'm just nothing. What? If my son or daughter ever said that to me, I'd have to go over there and, ar and arrest him with a big hug and say, oh, come on. You're not that. You're my child, and I love you. Amen. Who you been talking to that tell you some sort of, that says that you're some sort of speck of dust? And that you are unworthy of my love. No, that's not what the Father wants for you. Are you hearing me? Say, me, say with me, I am loved. I am loved. So let's look in. He said, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, meaning that there's more to you than what you are currently experiencing. There's more to you than what you see in the mirror. There's more to you than what your friends have witnessed. There is more. There is so much more. There's great potential in you that has yet to be revealed. You haven't topped it out yet. And, and understand, sometimes we can feel very bad on, about ourselves and, and we think we haven't done anything, we haven't made an impact, we haven't made a, a difference, and, and, and we can really just talk ourselves down and be depressed and worried and all, all that. And, and the word of God simply says, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't witnessed your true potential in Christ. Not yet. But the Bible says it does not yet appear what we shall be. You haven't seen it yet, but, say but. Oh, I tell you, the bigger things sometimes come after the but. And this is a big but here. It says, yeah, I know. But we know. But we know. See, listen to how positive that statement is. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Why? For we shall see him as he is. 
Now, some say, well, that's true. When we see Jesus coming in the clouds, you know, we're going to be changed. We're going to be transformed. And that's true. When you see Jesus face to face, wow, and you're going to become exactly like him. Wow, that's true. But I don't have to wait, and you and I don't have to wait to that day to see him physically with our eyes when you can look in his word and see him now understand something before Jesus was called the son of God he was called the word of God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and that word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory as of the glory of the only begotten son of God before he was the word of God before he was Messiah he was the word and if you can see him in, see him as the word, if you can look through the pages of your Bible or look through the pages of your screen, however you're reading the scripture, if you can look through and the Holy Spirit shows you, shows you and you look past the words, you look deeper and you will see the revelation of Christ and that revealed Christ as you see him there in the scripture as the Holy Spirit gives you divine revelation and divine insight and you begin to walk in the knowledge of that receiving the wisdom of that you begin to be changed and transformed hallelujah as i told you before there's a big difference in just reading the bible just reading the scripture or just hearing a message hearing a sermon you have to look past that allow the holy spirit to take you deeper the words in your bible are simply the doorway it's simply the doorway you go through the door to get to where jesus is you go through the door to get to where he is uh, your Bible reading is not the end. It's only the doorway. Even your quote-unquote prayer time is not the end. Prayer is the doorway that leads you into his presence. Hallelujah. It's not merely this, just the speaking of the words. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. Good night. Just words. But let the prayer and let your Bible reading, let your fasting, all of that be doorways that lead you into his presence. Don't just stop there on the surface. Find Christ. Seek out Christ in the midst of it all. Are you hearing me? So the Lord says, as you see him, you will be changed. That's the principle there. You will become like what you see. That's the principle. You will become like what you see. And see, now, this is why pornography is so bad. This is why, because if you continue to look at it, you become twisted like it. Whatever you witness, you see it over and over and over. This is why it's not such a good idea for you to watch the news all the time and see and see this person got shot and, and this disaster and that disaster and this and this and this. All of that goes into your eye gates and you eventually will become like what you constantly set before your eyes. Are you hearing me? What are you looking at? Uh, even the games. What are you looking, what is constantly before your eyes? You will become like or you will begin to model what you see. You can't help it. You will begin to model what we see. 
We talked about this some, some years ago, how scientists have found these, they call them, um, uh, I believe, mirror neurons. Uh, mirror neurons. And how they've discovered that, you know, we do some things without even knowing it when we see it. Like, if I smile at you, many of you have just mirrored me and you started smiling. You know? If I started frowning, I know it's hard to do now because we're laughing, hallelujah, but we begin to mirror. And if we see something happen, we think that it's happening to us. This is why some horror movies are so terrifying. You see her going in there. You say, girl, don't go in there. What's wrong with you? He's in there. Don't go, though. Don't go in there, girl. He gonna get, oh, he, he gonna get you. Run, run, run. I don't know why she's not hearing me. Run, run, girl, run. And we get all upset. We get all flustered. Heart rate begins to pound. Now, nothing is happening with you. You just sitting in the chair. You're eating your popcorn. There's, you're in perfect safety. She is the one that's in danger, not you. Hallelujah. The monster's coming after her, but you begin to say, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Go, girl. It has not happened to you. Are you hearing? What happens? What I have seen now takes an effect on me. And it's not like I, not like I said, oh, I see this happening. Hmm. Well, let me decide to experience the emotions that she's experiencing. Yeah, I think I'll flip that switch so I can feel what she's feeling. No, it's automatic. You see her fearful and you get fearful. By the same token, you see somebody full of joy, oh, you know, it puts a, puts a smile on your face. We mirror things. You mirror what you see, what you set before your eyes. So therefore, if you feel depressed all the time, I'll say, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? I also ask the question again today, can you see me now? Can you see Christ now? The Bible says that you become like him when you see him. How often do you spend time in his word? Oh, once a week, a couple of hours here and there. Well, that would explain why I don't see the reflection of Jesus so much in you. So the principle, again, whatever you set before your eyes, you will become like that. Let's look at another scripture reference. Let's look at um, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse number 18. So here again, there are some things that you can't reason out. You can be sitting there in the movie, sitting there at home and seeing that happen. Again, your heart rate is, is racing and all that. You're getting all anxious and, and frustrated or you see something and it make you mad. That didn't happen to you. But you think that it did. Are you hearing? And it may take a while for you to begin, even after the program is over, the news broadcast is, they've gone, you know, the whole thing is over, but you're still left with those emotions. Those feelings are still there. Whether it's 
feelings of terror or depression or you know anxiety worry those and you have to deal with those feelings you're left with those and sometimes it could take you a little while to get over that you say oh I got to watch something else time <laughs> I, got, I got I got something to wash that out something to take that out of my mind let me let me watch something else now I got to calm myself down Somebody know what I'm talking about. I don't know. See, you can't flip that on and off. It's just, it's just, it's just there. And it's going to happen. The principle is you will become like what you have seen. Are you hearing? Second Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 18. This is out of the English Standard Version, and this is how it reads. And we all with unveiled face. Beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So again, as we behold, we are transformed. As we behold, we are transformed. Now this again is a work of the Holy Ghost. He shows you the scripture. He's the one who leads us into all truth and show us things to come. When you sit at your table with your Bible or you sit in Bible study, you're going to pray, Holy Spirit, show me Christ in this. Show, let me see Jesus in this. Give me the revelation of this word. And as that thing explodes, oh, wow, I understand this. I see this. Guess what? You're becoming like him. You're becoming like him. You're seeing him and becoming more like him. And this principle also is also found there in 2 Kings, the second chapter, when Elijah, uh, Elijah was about to be taken up, uh, and uh, Elisha asked him a question. Let's go ahead and read this. 2 Kings, the second chapter, verses 9 through 10. It says this, and it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. What's the principle? Let's look at verse number 10. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou what see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. If you see me, you can have this. But if you do not see it, you will not have it. Now, he says you've asked a hard thing. It's not hard for God to give you a double portion, but it's going to be harder on you. Because with an anointing, every weight of anointing has its own pressure, has its own stress. And any time, the, the more anointing you have, the more power of God he places on your life, the more attacks that you will have to deal with. Because the more of a threat that you are to the enemy. Are you hearing? So you've asked for a hard thing, not for God, but for you. But... If you can see me, you can mirror what's happening here. Does that make sense to you? 
All right. So in other words, as we get in the word of God, and I want you to do this this week. I want you to really do this. I want you to get in the word and you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to Christ. Show you Jesus. And as you see him, you will be changed and transformed like him. Does that make sense? Because it is our goal to look like Jesus in this world. Not to look like other people. Bless God for other people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But I'm not, uh, why would we try to look like another imitation or a copy when we can look like the original? Look like Christ. Are you hearing me? All right. So seeing Christ has to be a lifestyle. Has to be a lifestyle. And the more we see him in scripture, the more we see him in our Bible study and our, our reading, the more as we hear uh, spiritual messages like the one I believe you're hearing at this very moment, by the way, the more you're hearing, see, when you're hearing my voice, if you listen very well, you'll also hear the voice of the spirit. He'll also be telling you things as you're hearing this voice, he could be telling you something else and you begin to write those things down. Oh, Holy Spirit, that's good. He can take you on a journey. Why? Because even this type of message or messages like this is still a doorway. He will take you on a journey. He'll tell you, he may, something, he may say something like, girl, this is what you ought to do. You ought to do this and this and that and the other. He will tell you these things. Or, or son, you need to man up and this and that and the other. He will tell you. He'll lead you. And this is why I, I always encourage you, bring something to write with. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit is going to speak. He's going to say something. Even during praise and worship. Man, I'm telling you, I'm getting my praise on. Oh, I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, this is so good. Oh, Lord, this is so good. Jesus, you're the center of my joy Woo, Lord Jesus and then the Holy Spirit starts speaking oh I gotta oh I gotta write that down I gotta write it down because a short pencil is better than a long memory any day are you hearing me all right so let's go just a little bit further let's go to verse number three. Oh, we're 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 cooking with gas now aren't we so again what's the principle whatever you see you will become like you will become like what you see so we need to uh, be aware of what we set before our eyes on a regular basis. What you set before your eyes on a regular basis. You could keep on setting uh, social media before your eyes. What you see on your news feed. What do you see in all that? What happens to you as you see it? Sometimes we need to turn that stuff off. Disconnect it. And I've said that to some people that like I'm cussing at them. What, 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 how am I going to know anything? What, 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 what's wrong with your telephone? Call somebody. Do you have to know everything about everybody all the time? Lord, help us. You will not die if you disconnect your account. <sighs> Verse number three. And I'll tell you, it be so, oh, okay. Verse number three. All who have this hope of being like Jesus, of walking like Jesus, all who have this hope in him or her purify themselves just as he is pure. There is a work that Christ does and has done, and there's a work that you and I must do. 
All who have this hope, what hope? Hope of being like Jesus in this world. That's my goal, hallelujah. And I pray that's your goal. I wanna be like Jesus, hallelujah. I wanna be like him. And the Bible says, that we, as we read it, we read it already that, that as we are as Christ in this world, we read in the fifth chapter, that the evil one can't touch you. He can't touch you. Now that touching does, I need a volunteer now. Come on up, Richard, look very quick. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Lord. Now that touching that we saw there in 1 John 5 is not, well, the Bible says the evil one can't touch you. He's not saying the devil can't do that to you. But the word touch there means to hold on, to cling to. I got you. He can't do this. As you are a son of God, a child of God, the Bible says, uh, and you're becoming more and more like Jesus, the Bible says the devil can't do this to you. As, you, as a child of God, the enemy may be able to tempt, but he can't, I can't get a hold. I can't grab him. I can't put my fingers around him. I can't, I, I can't get to him. But those that are of the world, the devil say, oh boy, I got you good. And I'm wrapping you up good. But as a child of God, the Bible says he can't do that. Why? Because Christ is keeping you. Give this man a hand. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much. We're going to eventually get to that scripture. But the Bible says that he, he says, and all who have this hope, do you have this hope? Is that firmly rooted in your heart? Or are we just, again, I'm just in church. I'll hear it. Mm, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I believe in, maybe I don't. All who have this hope, and you have to ask that question really on the inside of you. Do I have this hope in me of being like Jesus, being like the Son of God? Do I have this hope in me? You have to answer that question. Riding down the road in your car, whether you're washing dishes or, or working out or whether you're cutting the grass, whatever you're doing right now, I'm talking to our online community, whatever you're doing right now, wherever you are, do you have this hope? If you hope to be like Christ, then what happens? You will purify yourself even as he is pure. Now, this has two connotations and then we're going to begin to close out. He that has his hope of being like Christ, of being like him, purifies himself even as he is pure. The he is pure here talks about Christ even as Christ is pure. And it also talks about you because it talks about the finished work of Christ in your spirit, man. God has already purified your spirit man through the blood of Jesus. Spiritually, you're already perfected, already pure. Your spirit is. Hallelujah. Remember, we are a three-part being, right? We, we, we are a spirit, we live in a body, and we possess a soul. We take after the image and likeness of our Father. A Father, he himself is Father, Son, and Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we would see here that, that the word would be the body because the word was made flesh, hallelujah. The spirit is the spirit, hallelujah. And the soul controls things that would be the father. Are you hearing me? We're in three parts, hallelujah. So the Bible says that your spirit man is already pure. Are you hearing? Spirit man is already pure. And if you have this hope in Christ, that purification is working its way out of your spirit into this life. 
you're beginning to do things that keep yourself undefiled. Now, this is also a work of the spirit. I guarantee you, if you're going through life saying, I gotta keep myself from evil, I gotta keep myself from evil, I gotta keep myself from this and that, I gotta keep myself from evil, oh yeah, I gotta keep, 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 keep myself from evil. Devil, you can't get me. You can't get none of that. I'm gonna keep myself from evil. You watch out and I'm gonna attack. Oh, I'm gonna keep myself from, I don't know where that came from. But if you're going through life with your own power of your own soul, of your own will, trying not to do this and that and the other, you're not going to last very long. It's only so long that you can go without doing something. I can't get no talk in here. This purification is happening by way of the spirit. It is the spirit of Christ in you, the spirit of God in you that deals with you on the inside and it is he that convinces you and he that talks to you and he that takes the desire of the world out of you. It is him. It is you yielding to him. It is you communing with him. And as you do that, it is you searching the scripture and it is him opening it up to you. And he changes your desires and you begin to see that you are truly a son of God and offspring of God and that you are now seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of God. And then you begin to discover, oh, that sin stuff is just beneath me. It's just beneath me. I don't want to go back into that. I don't I don't want to do that anymore. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. And I don't want that mud and filth on my life anymore. But it's him on the inside of you that purifies you, that changes you, that transforms you. But we still have to say, yes, Lord, cause that to happen in my life. Yes, Lord, I agree to your purification. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. I give you access into my soul, into my likes and, and dislikes. Yes, Holy Spirit, come. Yes, reveal the plan of God in my life. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 transform me to being like Jesus yes I yield to you yes I yield to you hallelujah it is as we also confess our sins before him when you make confession of your sins before the Lord he begins to change you and transform you the Bible says that we confess our sins before him that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness when you speak it out when you talk it out it goes out hallelujah when you talk talk it out, it goes out. But when you say nothing about it, it stays there and it remains in darkness. But when you say, Father, I confess this is happening in my life and I also confess that the blood has cleansed me from that. I confess that I have power over that through the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, in the midst of this, I've just done that, but that does not define who I am. I am still yet a child of God. I am still blood washed by the, by the blood 
blood of Jesus Christ and I am still the redeemed. I am still your beloved and you are mine. We are still in covenant and I thank you that I still have the power of God on the inside of me and I thank you that the evil one cannot take hold of me. I am your child. You are my father. I am holy. I am righteous and I thank you Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you that this is true apart from my actions. And then something begins to happen to us. Something begins to happen as I confess this as sin, but if I cease to confess it, if I stop and if I just give into it, then the devil has a part to play in your life. We may say, oh, I'm holy, 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 holy. And the devil be on the side of you going, yeah, we holy, holy, all right. Yeah, we holy, holy, holy. And he messing your stuff up. Are you hearing me? So let's look a little bit further. Again, let's look at um, John, the 17th chapter. John 17, verse 16 through 19, as we begin to close. I'm really enjoying this today, and I hope that you are too. It says in verse number, again, John 17, verse 16 through 19, it says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Say with me, I am not of the world, just as Jesus is not of the world. That's a big statement, isn't it? Verse 17, it says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Verse 18, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Look at verse 19. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. For their sakes, for my sake. I sanctified myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now, the word sanctified there means to be separate from profane things and dedicated to God. It means to be purified, to purify. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us to love not the world, nor the things of the world or, or things that are in the world. You are separate from that. Hallelujah. And if you have a taste for something that is not of God, then we go back to the spirit of God and ask him, Holy Spirit, cleanse me of this desire. Hallelujah. There ought to be not one relationship that you have that is more honored than, than your relationship with that of Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus has to be before all things. And you've heard this statement, if Jesus is not Lord of all, then he's not Lord at all. Oh, hallelujah. We're almost done, Gene, my Lord. So the Bible says that if you have this hope in you of being like Christ, you're actively allowing the spirit to change you basically here. You're actively allowing him to change you. If you're wanting to be like Christ, you are actively allowing the spirit of God to change you because you and I cannot do the work of purification by ourselves. We just can't do it. The enemy will just tear you up all up and down the road. Now listen, look at verse number five. The Bible says, and ye know that he was manifested, Christ was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Here again, here's the work of purification. When you see Christ, the Bible says that you know that he was manifested. The word manifested there means to appear. 
to be seen. When Jesus is seen, sin is taken away. Let me say that again. When Jesus is seen, sin is taken away. You say, I got a problem with sin. Then that means you haven't seen him. Because when you see him, sin is taken away. Glory to God. You don't desire that. You know, uh, one man said, oh, I love bologna until I got me some steak. <laughs> oh, that devil deceived me, saying this was steak. He fried it up, and it bubbled up on the skillet, and then he put some mustard on that, mmm, and toasted that bread, and said, here's your steak sandwich. But then one day, somebody cooked up a big old juicy tin bone, T-bone and uh, put it on that thing and, and showed me about the A1 sauce and said, now that steak, and I had uh, my fork, and ooh, it was so tender. Oh, it just fell off the bone. Oh, and my mouth started watering. Can I get an amen? And then I ate that piece of steak, mm-mm-mm, and the devil couldn't deceive me no more. I said, get your bologna and get it up out of here. I got the real thing. Are you hearing me? Why do you keep sinning? Because you still think that your baloney is steak. You still think that you got the real thing. You still think that you got the true love. No, honey, you haven't seen the true love yet. Once you experience and taste of God, you'll forsake all others. Are you hearing? Oh, we got to hurry and get finished today. Verse 5 says, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins when Christ appears. When you see him, sin is taken away. And in him is no sin. Look at verse number 6. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. The word sinneth there, S-I-N-N-E-T-H. The word sinneth there means to practice, to habitually practice. It means uh, to inhabit, to live there. Now, I like going to some fancy hotels, but I don't live there. I got my house where I live. Are you hearing me? There's a difference between visiting somewhere and living somewhere. The Bible says here, he that abideth in, rather, whosoever abideth in him, well, let's back up. Verse number six. Whosoever abideth in him, that is in Jesus, sinneth not. Again, the abideth means to continually be present. If you are present in Christ, live in Christ, then you won't habitually commit sin. You can't stay there. If Jesus is your home, then you can't have a home in sin. Are you hearing me? Someone says, I love Jesus and I'm born again, but you living in so-and-so sin hotel. You ain't with Jesus. Does that, does that make sense? If you abide in Christ, if you abide in Christ Jesus, he is your hope. You see him. You dwell in him. You can't continue to sin. That doesn't mean that you can't visit sin. Oh, we all got our visiting sin card. Just look straight ahead. We won't know. 
until he delivers us completely. Hallelujah. Until we see him fully. Hallelujah. We all have some time, my God help us, and he is. We're living in Christ, but the devil entices us outside the house. Come in. Come here, come here, got something for you. Come here, come here. I promise you, you're gonna love this. Come here, yeah, come on out the house. Yeah, 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 there you open the door. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Open the door, yeah, yeah, one more foot. Yeah, yeah, come on out, come on out, gotcha. Get out there and all that stuff and go, oh God, I did it again, I did it again. But you can't stay there because that's not you. You can't stay there. It's not you. So the, the evil one, the wicked one, can't hold on to you because we struggle. Oh, God, this doesn't feel right. I can't take this. This is not me. Oh, it's so dirty. It's so nasty. I got to go back home to my father's house. And so we repent of our sin and say, Daddy, can we? He said, what are you talking about? Can you? You've never left. You're still here with me, and I'm holding on to you. I am the reason that you can't stay over over there hallelujah hallelujah you may have left me but I have never left you hallelujah you are still my child and I still love you and I still celebrate you hallelujah and it's his light that causes us to not to stay over there in darkness but we've got to go back home so the Bible says, if you are in Christ, you cannot continue. He said, whoever abideth in him, sinneth not. That is, you cannot practice sin. I can't stay over there. I can't stay over there. I got to go. If you can stay over there, then you're not abiding in him. It says, whosoever sinneth, that is to perpetually sin, practice sin, uh, have not, what, seen him. Have not seen him. Neither know him. Are you hearing? You don't know him. The Bible says in 1 John 1, and I think we'll have to stop here for the day. The Bible says in 1 John 1, verse 6, it says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Are you hearing? So why are we doing this today? The word walk there, again, denotes a a lifestyle, the way you live. He said, if we say that we have fellowship with him, I know Jesus, he is my Lord and Savior, but yet you can continue in darkness? You're lying. Now, why is that important for you to know? <laughs> if you can continue in it, that means if you died at this moment, you'd be going straight to hell. Oh, but Lord, didn't we do this great work for you? Didn't we do that for you? Didn't we do this and that for you? And the Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. You never stayed with me. You never abided in me. He would say something like, yeah, you visited a lot, but you didn't stay at my house. There's a difference between living in Jesus and unfortunately visiting sin than living in sin and visiting with Jesus. And see, in that, in that lies uh, religion. I can do what I want to. Just make sure I come to church on Sunday. I can do what I want to when I want to. I can party all the time. I can do all these things, but don't worry. 
I go to church on Sunday. No, you are living with the devil and visiting Jesus. Jesus said, you never live with me. Sure, Lord, I did. Look in your medicine cabinet. That's my toothbrush right there. No, that's not yours. No. It's important for you to know that now, if you, do you abide in Christ? You have to answer that question. You don't have to answer it out loud. Do you abide in Christ? And if you died, if God forbid, and I pray in Jesus' name against any accidents or calamity and all that stuff over any of us, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over it. And if we were to leave this place or, or if the rapture would occur right now, the snatching away of the church, would you be left here? You say, well, I have no idea. Then you probably already know whether you're living with Jesus or living with the devil or not. You living with Jesus or are you visiting with Jesus? Is your hope to be like Christ or are you still trying to get what you can get in this life? Are you friends with the world or are you a friend of God? If you can remain in sin and it does not affect you, then the answer is very clear. You don't know him and you haven't seen him. And listen, that's only a bad thing when you don't change it. Now you have an opportunity to change it. Those of you that are online that are watching us right now, wherever you are all around the world, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and that the Father has paid a high price for you to be saved so that you can come home and be with him. He loves you apart from your actions. And he asks the question now, can you see me? Wherever you are all around the world, and those of us that are in this building right now, I want you to, those of you in the building now, I want you to point your hands toward that camera right there uh, and to, or toward the sound system. And we're gonna pray with you online community. And Father, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus to, uh, I pray for everyone that is listening and watching right now. I pray, Father, that you would fill them with your spirit and that today will be a day of turning and changing. And Father, I pray that they will see you even in this message, that they would see you in their relationship and give their hearts to you. And Father, I pray that those who are already in relationship with you that are watching and listening, Father, I pray that you take them even deeper. I pray your blessings over their lives. And I declare, hey, my friend, you are a part of this family and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.